It's time for some overlooked stocks. Let's dive into the movers that you missed in today's session. We hit the big ones. We talked about all the swinging, winning companies in today's market. George Tillis joins us from Salt Lake. A lot to choose from. So we've got a few earnings this afternoon, George. And actually, it starts in the red. Stitch Fix is getting blasted. I guess this should come to some degree as an expectation, George. They've been struggling for some time, and we've been seeing companies with high growth stories, some attached to COVID, which I think Stitch Fix kind of is. Those are the stocks been getting blasted. Yeah, I think so, OJ. I mean, you just have to go with, uh, of course, just general observation, what's going on. People aren't uh, staying home as much and shopping from home as much. And St Stitch Fix really relies on uh, the personal style uh, shipments of uh, clothing, accessories, jewelry, and shoes, and, and so forth. But uh, overall, it's been down significantly since its January highs. Yeah, 115. So, yeah, on an intraday basis, you're right. On a closing yep. basis, around 107. But uh, it's about, you know, if my master is me correct, about 80-something percent. Uh, it's too much uh, for me to do in a short order. But, <laughs> look, I think the woes still continue uh, for the company, OJ. If you just uh, look at the numbers, from a top-line sales standpoint, uh, which again, we're, we're sort of in a shoulder quarter in between, of course, summer and, and the the, uh, the winter and shopping season for uh, the holidays. But overall, they did beat the estimate for, for sales. It came around 581 million versus 571 uh, estimated. So that's about 17 or 18% uh, relative to last year on the same quarter comparison. But they actually came in with a loss of EPS versus an expected gain. And last quarter, interesting enough, they actually came out with a, a gain on a gap basis with a profit margin of about 3.5% on gross margins of 48%. So mm -hmm. it's been very volatile, to say the least, for the company. So they went negative again. For, uh, yes, so it's been very volatile, but I think they got a boost last quarter uh, based upon some seasonal trends that were, uh, that were affecting the company, but also maybe some uh, lower cost of goods sold or higher prices. I think they capitalized on that in the previous quarter, but this quarter, I think the, the guidance speaks for itself. You have to think about the nature of the slower than expected growth the company also had faced. Uh, high turn rate, the, the number of active clients that are uh, signing up and staying active, the revenue retention rate uh, is actually uh, falling by the wayside. They actually mm. reported in this- That's quarter, deadly. Uh, 418 yeah, 4.18 active clients. They missed the estimate of 4.24. Now that's up 11% year over year. Right. But if you think about the uh, the top line sales, just comparing that, the number of uh, of active clients, that number should actually be higher, uh, or at least matching or close to your revenue growth. And we're seeing it quite a bit below. But the guidance is really where the killer is. If you look at the guidance for next quarter and for fiscal year 2022 uh the guidance i'm going to go in the midpoint around 512 million it was expected around 586 so that's a huge miss but also mm. fiscal year mm. uh, 2022 they're guiding for sales in the high single digits and this is a company that this quarter uh, published around 16 to 17 percent sales growth last quarter it was around 29 percent and yeah. you can't see a growth company like this uh, growing at uh, high single digits. It's just yeah. not, not even close on the analyst estimate. I mean, you know, it's right. um, always a question of, all right, well, what's more important what the company's saying? That's how it works, okay? People make estimates, the market moves based on it. Um, maybe their estimates were wrong, whatever. No matter which side of the coin you look at here, 
the story adds up pretty clearly. They're disappointing the expectations by almost 10% of what was expected because their top line, they say they'll only get to $520 million next quarter. The street was looking for $590, yeah. So, I mean, no, even more. They missed by more than 10% on what was the expectation. Uh, then you add in that there's growth uh, on the top line, but if you're looking for a growth company, there's better yeah. options out there. The killer, George, to me is the churn because it suggests people are trying it out for a little bit and going, no thanks. Eventually, you run out of people to try. That's the thing. Look, the business model itself, when you're talking about point-to-point -to -point sales and fulfillment, and then of course returns, because again, you have a certain amount of days to return the product, that, that's very costly. And so its business model itself really relies on growth. And, and of course, if you're not seeing the number of active clients grow, at least you know in the 20 plus or 30% range, you're gonna struggle. And I think that's what's going on with the company, but the churn rate, I mean, at the end of the day, it looks like people are trying it, uh, maybe for a couple months or so, but then they're canceling and that membership number uh, on an active basis is increasing at a decelerating pace. And that's, a, that's the unfortunate side, especially with a company that is really iffy when it comes down to profitability and not. But you know, last quarter at three and a half percent profit margin, that's great for Walmart, but Walmart is a, you know, sells hundreds of billions of dollars uh, in terms of gross merchandise volume. And, and that's where you can uh, eke out small profit margins, but not for a company that's, uh, again, not generating that kind of uh, sales, in this case, about two billion a year. Okay. All right, George, uh, nice uh, uh, look at that stock. Real quick before we let you go, let's talk about DNBs, good old Dave and Busters. Uh, is it looking any better? Because there was a lot of disappointment in this trade. Uh, looking at Dave and Busters, George, is we traded back near 50 bucks at one point earlier this year. Everyone thought this was going to you know, make a big reopening move. It did not. We really never got past the pre-COVID level, and we're slipping again. Uh, what's the deal? Well, I think when it comes down to David and Buster's OJ, at the end of the day, it really comes down to foot traffic as well as the, the aspects of gaming. I didn't actually look at the earnings or, or profile for this particular company. But I think overall, if you look at the company's uh, balance sheet from the standpoint of all last year, it got a nice boom when it comes down to the reopening aspects of the economy as well as the, uh, the better business prospects. But the company is saturated with debt, and I think the debt conditions for the business, I mean, there were even talks about uh, Dave & Buster's going uh, back bankrupt hey, uh, yeah. during the pandemic, and uh, I think that's still an overhang for the business. Okay, uh, once again, uh, it kind of looks like a little bit maybe what's going on with some of the airlines, right? Because uh, it seems like our information around this latest virus variant is looking decent, looking positive, but a lot of these reopen trades are not the ones working today. Uh, interest rates and maybe yeah. debt cure playing a bigger role in some of these stocks, obscuring maybe what was at one point a pure back to normal or not. Thank you, George. Nice analysis okay, on okay. the overlooked stocks this afternoon, some earnings.